0: It is with great pleasure that I can announce one of my favourite speakers and by far my absolute favourite police person. <laughs> In fact, to be honest, my only favourite police person. But she's not wearing her uniform today. Well, she never does. she's not. She's not wearing the hat today. She is wearing the hat of the prophetic woman that she is. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a round of applause. Why not? Let's have a round of applause to welcome to the stage tonight, Maria Fox. Steve said how much I really haven't paid him, you know. Promise. I'll pay you later, though, Dave. I tried to get my mum to watch, and she's having a dinner. <laughs> she texts back saying, I'm having the dinner. It's too complicated. <laughs> You'll have to watch it later, then. <laughs> just Let me get this up. Uh, oh, it's just locked out. Have we got the screen working? Oh. Okay, let me press play. Right, so... Have you got your seatbelts on? Okay. Are you ready for a message that is just going to help you propel through the rest of 5779? Yeah? I There's some stuff I want to share about 5779, which will be on a future occasion. It might even be episodes. Dave thinks it might be a good idea to do it like that. But, you know, we talk about 2019 and we have moved into 2019 and there's some revelation about 2019 which we will share. But... When we shared the message of 5779 back in September, it seems a long time ago. And Dave said to me before, well, we're halfway through the year. I said, you know what? We're not halfway through the year. Do you know what? We've actually got 10 months left. Now, why have we got 10 months left? Because in the Hebrew calendar, we've got 13 this year. So God has actually given us an extra month to finish this decade well. Yeah, an extra month. So we want to be positioned to advance in 5779 and I'm going to quickly remind you of some of the key points. You know, so it's positioned to advance and we've been talking about advancing tonight. It was originally positioned to possess and advance, but I've got rid of the possess. We're going to advance. I can't change the direction of the wind. We can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails so I reach my destination. We need to position ourselves in this year so that we are going to reach our destination. And I think um, there's some keys that the Lord gives us to do that, and I'm going to share those in a moment. But before I do that, I want to just remind us of some of the key things that the Lord spoke about at the beginning of the year. How there was going to be a fresh move of the Spirit, power and demonstration of the Spirit's power, a new maturity In the bride, manifesting the character of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, transforming cities and nations. Now, if you need to go back to the back catalogue to view how I got to this point, then you need to do that. That is all about what the decade is about. The eye in decade is the seeing decade. It's the vision decade. It's the decade where God wants to take us up to a new level so that we can see in a new dimension. But also it's the, uh, the decade where it's a supernatural season, the angelic, that partnering and well springing up. That's a quick summary of the decade, but you need to go and listen to the, There's a whole hour on it, the decade. Tate, the Tate word is the number nine. there's lots of lots and lots of things to do with the number nine, nine free to the spirit, nine gifts of the spirit, hence fresh move of the spirit. There's a sense in this year we're coming to fulfillment. it's the last year in the decade. So God wants us to move forth with a greater maturity so that when we hit the next decade, I am uh, sorry the pay decade, We're going to be releasing some different things. So we need to get everything we can from the iron decade so that we go into the next one strong with our seeing, strong with the spirit welling up in us, strong in that position so that we can release the voice in a new way. So there's going to be new birth in this season. The army of the Lord's going to move in a new level of authority. That's because one of the tape words is about decree and making commands. There's a new fullness of the spirit. We know the Tate letter is like a container. It looks like a wineskin. We have got to get in a place where we can hold the fullness of the new wine in this season. You know, if we've got stuff in our lives that's stopping that fullness and that presence and that power, we need to get rid of it now. Eject. Get rid. And the body of Christ is going to begin to judge, rule, function in an unprecedented level of wisdom and discernment. I believe we're moving into those days. He's bringing alignment in the church in this season to stand in that place, to stand in the gap, to stand on behalf of the the nation, on behalf of Europe, on behalf of the nations, to release his agenda in the earth. Jesus is coming back for a bride who has made herself ready. He's not coming back for a bride who wants to be entertained. He's coming back for a bride who is advancing and who is partnering with the angelic. Amen. So that's the church piece. And then there's the piece for us personally. So, I intate is all about a year to taste and see that the Lord is good in the land of the living. It's a year to be the head and not the tail. We know the symbol of the snake. It's a year to judge wisely, a year to see, discern, exercise authority and the judgments to invade every dark place. Every dark place that we face, God wants us to invade with His power, His presence, His light you know that the Tate word was first used in Genesis 1 when God said, let there be light, and he saw that it was good. Tov. Tov, first Tate word. So this is a year where God wants to release his light in a new way. It's a year for our characters to be shaped like the clay by the potter, manifesting the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit. He wants us to come to a new level of maturity. He wants it to be a year where we are prepared with the oil in our lamps burning. We do not want to be like those foolish virgins. We are living in the days as in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the son of man. This is the, this, this time frame that we are living in is the first time probably in history since sodom and gomorrah and noah where everything that played out there is playing out now wait for the episodes history repeating itself the cycles of history repeat themselves 1948 years from adam to abraham receiving the promise to have the land second adam jesus through to 1948 what happens Israel, get the land. History repeats itself. And so we need to be those that are vigilant and watching. Amen? So a year to walk in a new level of purity and be set apart in our pursuit of him and his kingdom. So that is the basis. Those are the things that he wants us to advance in. And they're not exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. But those are the things that I shared back in September, October time. And I thought, good time to have a reminder of, you know, what are the things that God is wanting to accomplish in us? I want to do a message where we really reflect on what has he said to us personally about what he wants us to do this year? But also, what has he said corporately so that we can move into that place of possessing? But tonight, I want to give us some um, scriptural foundations to help us to advance in all of those things from now till the end of the year. So I'd like you to turn to 1 Peter 5, verse 5. <clears throat> because my message, it's unusual for me, is based on this, around this one scripture. You can, do, you can read it with me if you would like to read it with me. Otherwise, you can let me read it. It's up to you. I'm going to start reading now if you want to read it out as well. Likewise, you younger... Submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Now I think there are four things that we need to do in order for us to advance in 5779 and have all that he's promised us. And then there are four things that God's going to do to help us to advance and, in, and, and possess everything that he has accomplished for us. Now, as we work through this, you're going to see some Strong's references. I'm not going to read them out in full, but you can see them up there, and you can photograph it, go away, study it a bit more. But what I would say to you is, if you have the opportunity to download or get a Strong's Concordance, it is far better reading the scriptures with that, through that lens, because of the original language. English is never a great translation of the Hebrew or the Greek because for example in Greek there's about eight different words for love we only have one word for love it's love isn't it but in Greek it's agape it's uh, it's uh, eros it's there's lots of words for love yeah so so i would recommend you do that this is our part i've put the symbol the snake so the first position is about humbling ourselves now we don't preach messages about this a huge amount but I think it's a really important principle that if we want to possess everything that God has promised us this in this year, we need to actually humble ourselves and bring ourselves low and say, God, we need you. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit. In the Strong's, it talks about us being humble, abased, make low, bring low, making ourselves less. Not thinking, now this is not false humility. This is about recognising that actually we need him and we need one another. And it's about our full submission and surrender of our life to to his lordship, ultimately. That is actually really what humbling ourselves means. It means, God, you're going to be lord in every single area of my life. And so at this point in the year, right at the beginning of 2019, I want you to ask yourself the question, are there areas in your life right now that are not fully surrendered? I mean, I said this to Jill earlier, and she said we could all get up and have, you know, prayer for that. Because I'm sure if we really ask the Holy Spirit, you know, search me, you know, are there any areas right now? Because if there are areas right now that need to be submitted to his Lordship, get them submitted. Because whilst we're hanging on to stuff and we're not surrendered, then we can't have that full capacity that he wants to fill us with. So when the word says, "Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God," so what? So that He might exalt you in due course. If we don't humble ourselves and we don't surrender fully, well, we won't get the second part of the promise, will we? So I think it's really important, and I just I, I invite you. You may have a journal with you. It might be good to just jot that down, take that away, process that with the Lord. Because he wants us to possess in this season, does he not? Second one. Are you still with me? The second thing we need to do is we need to cast all our cares. It actually says cast all your care, not cares. I don't know why I've written that. In the strongs, this is a really powerful word. You know, if I go like this. Just dropped it, haven't I? Yeah. Now I did it very gently. I did it very gently because I thought I might get told off. <laughs> so <laughs> I <laughs> I dropped my computer the other day. That was bad. Um, but the point is, I dropped it. That is not what the Greek word means. It means to throw. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> throw. That is very intentional isn't it? I want us just to stand up right now. Holy Spirit, I just ask, see the javelin thrower? That's intentional, isn't it? When that javelin thrower throws the javelin, he's aiming for a distance to try and win. But let's just ask the Lord, Lord, right now, and just ask that you would show us any cares, any worries, any things that we are holding on to that is going to stop us from moving into that fullness in this season. Lord, we just say, would you show us some now, convict us, Holy Spirit, of those cares right now in the name of Jesus. Just give him a minute to show you anything. That you might be holding on to it might be something in a relationship. it might be a worry at work, it might be a worry about where your next job is it might be it could be anything right so everybody got something. Are you ready? Get your right hand if you're right handed and your left hand if you're left handed. And I'm going to, as we, if I count three, three, two, one, and then throw, you're going to throw that care on the Lord. Okay. So three, two, one, and tell him, Lord, I cast my care right onto you now. I cast them my fear about that place right now, Lord, where, there, where I'm not going to ha- know what's going to happen with that destiny place. I throw it on you. Come on, guys. You'd Be determined about it. I throw it on you, Lord. I throw it. I cast it off. I cast it off. I cast it off so that you might have that uh, abundance. That I might be filled with your abundance and that I might lean and trust into you. Lord, I don't want to lean on my own understanding. I want to lean on you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You can sit down now. But again, take that one away. You could maybe spend the next, you know, day in your prayer time just asking him, is there anything else? Don't carry around cares. They are baggage. If you carry around cares, you're not trusting him. And when you're not trusting him, that is sin. That is, there is not, it's not negotiable. It is sin. End of story. So you've got to get rid of it. And he wants us to get rid of it. Okay, next one. Be sober and be vigilant. Okay, so when you read the scripture, it goes on to say, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. So being sober and being vigilant is really important. And when we look at the Greek word there, it talks about Uh, Abstaining from wine, it talks about being discreet, it talks about sober, being calm, collected in spirit, temperate, dispassionate. When you read it in the Amplified Version, it says, Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. So I think Paul, when he's exhorting us to be sober, yes, he might be talking about people that are drinking wine to excess because alcohol actually causes uh, communication in your brain and your body to lack some connectivity. Hence, do you remember the old test they used to do for drink drivers? Does anybody know what the old test was for drink drivers? Because alcohol affects your brain and it stops your coordination. Likewise, if you're drinking that much, then you're not going to be in a place where you're going to see the enemy's attack coming, are you? If you can't walk straight, you're in trouble. So, so, and in Thessalonians, it says, Therefore, let us not sleep, as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. For those who sleep, sleep, sorry, but let us who are of the day be, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. I think the point is, anything that reduces anything, you know, he's using the example here of being sober, but I think the word is saying, and if you look in some of the other references where Jesus says, keep watch, what he's saying is, anything that reduces your ability to be alert, to watch, then you need to get rid of it out of your life, because you're not going to be able to be positioned For the battle, you're not going to be able to be positioned to resist the enemy, are you? (laughs) So, the watch, the word is actually give strict attention to, be cautious, active, to take heed, lest through remission and indolence some destructive calamity suddenly overtakes you. And in this year, that is one of the things about the Tate word, that this is a year where you have to keep watch. So that you are the head and not the tail, and so the enemy doesn't overtake you, so I think being sober and being vigilant is another key for us. this is us being positioned. Are there any things that any adjustments you need to make? this is a question for you to take away to be or stay sober and be vigilant? Is there anything in your life right now that that reduces your ability to be alert to see? that enemy strategy before it comes. You know what, it's, it's much easier to deal with the enemy if you see him coming than if he's right on top of you, right? So I would say good place to be, vigilant, amen? And then finally, and this is referring to the devil, whom you resist, I hope you like this picture. This is the bit that might make you laugh. So we've got here a girl kicking the chocolate. So we've all made resolutions and we? we're giving up chocolate, aren't we? And No, no, we're not. I'm only joking. I certainly am not. I ate a whole bag of chocolates while we were away, didn't I? Yeah. (laughs) I had a major sugar craving. I was hungry, and it was just chocolate. So, whom resists steadfast in the faith? Now, the reason I put that picture up there is not because I want you to think about chocolate. Um, But to give you the sense that the Greek word here, antithesis, and where, where is it, Antistami, Antist antithestame even, um, is actually more of an active word than a passive word. So when you're resisting, actually some translators will say it actually means to strike up and be violent against. So we, when the enemy is coming towards us, we don't wait until he's on top. We get violent against him before he actually gets there. Is that right? So are there any areas right now where you're struggling to resist or an oppose an enemy strategy to take you out? If there is, I want you just to put your hand up and then we're going to pray. Okay. Okay, can some of the ministry team just go and stand with those people that have got their hands up? Keep your hands up. Because the word says one will smite a thousand, two will smite ten thousand, and my fight is your fight, and your fight is my fight. So you can tell the person, or we can just pray corporately. We're just going to release that, whatever that strategy is. Somebody still hasn't got somebody with them. If they keep your hands up, if you haven't got anybody with you. Ian, you might have to get up. Angela Mara. Angela Mara. Okay. So we're just going to make an agreement right now. Lord, we just bring that strategy right now, the enemy, into the light. You can pray it out loud if you want to pray it out loud while they're just laying hands on you, and then I'm going to just pray. And Lord, we as individuals right now commit to yielding this area to your lordship, to breaking agreement with anything that we're doing that's cooperating with the enemy, partnering with the enemy, and we ask for your forgiveness right now for that, And we choose to position ourselves to be violent against that enemy strategy. Lord, we take the weapons of our warfare, the blood, the name and the word. And we break that assignment by the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus with the sword of the spirit. We sever it right now. And we agree that its power is broken. And we choose, Lord, to position ourselves in a place where we are leaning on you, where we are standing on your word, and where we choose to resist in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. So those are the four things we have to do. And now what does he do for us? But may the God of all grace. You know when you when I read that the God of all grace. All grace. That is the basis for his work in each of us. It's unmerited favor. It's unmerited blessing. Its unmerited benefit, graciousness is gift, joy, liberality, pleasure, goodwill, loving kindness. Chesed is the Hebrew word by which God, exerting His holy influence upon us, turns us towards Him. It's His grace. It's His kindness that leads us to repentance. So this is the base. That's the that's the pla- that's the foundation stone. For which he's going to do these next four things. He's going to make us perfect. <laughs> That's a little bit radical, isn't it? Not. It's a promise. The God of all grace make you perfect. It's Paul's prayer, but he can make us perfect. And you know what? He is so precise with his perfection every little intricate detail we look at the phone that's being repaired there as an example but the precision the precision of his hand on our lives to make us perfect what does the make us perfect mean though it doesn't just mean he's going to make us look good and we're going to be great and you know you're perfect and it doesn't it's not that it's about us being made sound. It's about us being fully healed. It's about us being positioned. It's about us being put in the, in the right place. It's used about us being fitted together as the body. He is going to make us perfect. He's going to repair us. He's going to adjust us if we let him. There is a condition Because although he wants to make us perfect, we actually have to surrender. (laughs) Otherwise, he won't go against our will. We have to choose. He's going to make us complete. I want you to ask yourself the question, what needs repairing in your life right now? What needs adjusting? What needs healing? How are you submitting to him to make you fit in the body? How are you fitted into the body? Are you fitted into the body? Because he wants you to be fitted into the body. Now this our this gathering here and this place here is an apostolic training centre. This is a different place. This is not a church family. Yes, we're in connectivity and we're in relationship with each other and we're a body, but we are an army that's advancing. This isn't a this isn't a hospital. This is a group a gathering of people who are being sent out. Amen? Slightly different. Which is why we've moved to a Saturday night because it's about a team that is going to take territory, a team that is going to take possession. It's a team that's advancing to see cities and nations transform. That's a slightly different emphasis to a Sunday congregation. This is still relevant to us because we still need to be repaired, adjusted, connected, aligned. But this might not be the place that we feed. This might be the place only where we are sent or we connect into so you have to ask yourself Lord where do I need where do I find that watering hole and you need to to know how he wants to work that work of being fitted and being made perfect established yeah it's in the King James established it actually should be established establish but it's the same word so he's called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while it says to make make you perfect then it says to establish you and when you look at the again the greek here it's all about being firm it's all about being cemented in it's all about being set fast it's all about being established he issues the invitation for us to be established But how are you positioned, aligned? Are you participating, giving, serving? Are you, Steve talked about it, the last message, back catalogue, koinonia. Koinonia. That is not about nice superficial relationships. That is about accountability and being submitted to one another and being submitted to leaders. That's about being established by him so we can be consistent. We can be stable. We can be positioned in the army where he wants us to be positioned we can be established and we can be firm we're only going to possess an advance in 5779 all those great things if we are established but he wants to do the work it's not it's not actually we've got to strive at that we've just got to surrender to him in that thirdly he's going to strengthen us yes get yourself in the gym <laughs> How do you get strengthened? You exercise the muscle, right? It's true. It's true. You want to be strong. We want to be strong, don't we? I said it the other week at the, at the um, PDI. God is building a strong body. He is not building something that is weak and flimsy he is building an army that is going to take territory he is building an army who hear his voice and march in tune with the angels he is building us together connecting us together so that we can be strong but so that we can be strong together okay but actually there is an onus of responsibility on each one of us to position ourselves to allow that work, that process to take place. Because if Gwen or Dit don't submit and surrender, then they could be weak links of the chain, couldn't they? Not that they would. Not that either of them would. But I'm just using that as an example. If any of us do not surrender to that process of being made strong, we weaken the army. If I go out to battle, or no, we don't go out to battle really, but when we go out and we do a public order scenario... (laughs) If any of those team players, when we're saying Shields advance, aren't very fit, that means that the line is held back. So it's exactly the same with the kingdom. When we're advancing as a group, if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to make ourselves strong and we're not giving him space to create that strength in us, then we're going to be a weak link in that chain. Serious. Serious business. So we have to position ourselves and allow... The Holy Spirit, how are you going to submit to the Holy Spirit's process of strengthening you? A whole other message, I think, just on that, probably. But that's a question you've got to ask. So finally then, it's he wants to settle us. And when we look at what the Greek word means there, that's about consolidation. That's about foundation. That's about that stability. You recognize the wall? Anyway, it's a wall, stone upon stone, brick upon brick. It symbolises, though, lots of those living stones, yeah? Together, connected, strong, but settled. Settled because we've allowed him to settle in us. Amen? So... Just in summary then, our part, humbling ourselves, casting our cares, being sober and being vigilant, resisting the devil, standing steadfast, his part, he's going to make us perfect, he's going to establish us, he's going to strengthen us, and he's going to settle us. Fully surrendered, accountable, in relationship, if you read the verses preceding, it talks about clothing yourself in humility, being submitted one to another. If you go back a bit further, it talks about being submitted to leaders. And in the Amplified, the beginning of the um, verses actually talks about um, about being submitted to one another. Likewise, you who are younger, it's not about age, it's about younger in maturity and less of lesser rank, be subject to the elders, the ministers, and spiritual guides of the church, giving them due respect and yielding to their counsel. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility as a garb of a servant, so that its covering cannot possibly be stripped from you with freedom from pride and arrogance toward one another. For God sets himself against the proud, the insolent, the overbearing, the disdainful, the presumptuous, the boatful. That that is all those different words from the um, Strong's uh, comes out in the Amplified. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due course he may exalt you. So as we work together in relationship, as we are fully surrendered to one another, as we are accountable, you know, we talk about operating in the prophetic, operating in any of the gifts. We've got to be accountable. We can't operate independently. God did not intend us ever. Jesus did not build a church that was people in isolation. He built a church that was ecclesia, connected together, parts of the body Paul talks about it at length in Corinthians. Parts of the body connected one to another, submitted, accountable. And so it's really crucial that as we want to take those things that he's promised us for 5779, we position ourselves in the right way. We put, put, we clothe ourselves with humility. We look to that strengthening and we allow him to fill us to overflowing with his power and his presence. So let's stand and let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we we want to be those that are pursuing your heart more than anything else. And Lord, we thank you for the promises Of this year, we thank you for the promises of 57 and 79. We thank you that you want to bring us to a place of being able to see in such a measure that we are uh, able to discern your agenda, your direction, what you want us to do, what our assignments are individually and corporately. And so, Lord, even in this season where we are wanting to cast off things that stop us from holding that full measure of, of the new wine of the kingdom. Lord, we say tonight we just reposition ourselves we say we recalibrate ourselves as we go into 2019 yes we've already had three months of the hebraic year but thank you lord we've got another 10 months to get this we've got another 10 months to possess to occupy to advance to be strengthened to be those that are pressing out the kingdom of god in every single sphere yes advancing in miracles advancing in the marketplace advancing in signs and wonders lord we want to carry the fullness of the measure of the holy spirit holy spirit we want to say to you today we surrender afresh to you we surrender ourselves afresh to you tonight lord we don't just want to be those that are vessels of of gifts lord we want to be those that are those that reflect your character and your nature we want the fruit of the spirit to be as manifest and visible in us as the gifts of the Spirit. And so, Lord, we say we realign ourselves today. We re-surrender to your lordship. And any areas, Lord, in our lives that need to be uh, chopped off or need to be uh, addressed, Lord, we say we surrender those tonight. We say we are willing, Lord. We are the clay on the wheel. And any rough edges, any edges that need to come off us before we go into the next decade, Lord, we say do it in this next 10 months, Do it in this next 10 months. Lord, we don't want to carry any baggage. We want to be those that have birthed everything that you wanted us to birth in this decade so that we move into the next one from a strong place, advancing your kingdom of righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.